Thank you for joining our broadcast today at City Life Church. We would love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. Please take a minute to send us your story at info at citylifechurch.cc. And if God has used this ministry to touch you in any way, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially to help us bring God's word to other people. You can go to our website at citylifechurch.cc to find the giving options that works best for you. Now in today's message, Pastor Tony will be delivering an encouraging word that we know is going to touch your life. We pray that you listen with expectation, believing that everything you need from God He's going to do it. Enjoy today's message. We're going to go to Matthew chapter 5, verse 8. We've been here for the last several weeks. Sunday, we will be finishing our Heart Smart series. And God has just really been speaking um, to me. And even I know we've had people that have written and just shared some really cool things, how God has healed some places and really began to work in some things that um, God needed to touch. And for some, God has really pulled some things out that had been buried deep for many years, so we're thankful for that. And we know that God is a God of seasons and a God of even transition, and some of us are walking in great seasons, others are walking through seasons of heaviness, and I know there's times where we have to trust God no matter what season we're in. If we're on the mountaintop, we need to guard our heart because on the mountain, sometimes we become careless because we're in a season of blessing. In a season of valley, you have to guard your heart because the enemy would like to discourage you and keep you in the valley. I think that's why David said, I'm not staying in this valley, so even in the valley, I will fear no evil because you're here with me, you're leading me, you're guiding me, you're preparing tables before me in the presence of mine enemies. You've anointed my head because when my head is anointed, my mind is anointed, and I can think the right thoughts even in bad places. And when you know that you're anointed to walk through any season, and and I've told you before that God moves us from glory to glory, and it's usually not the seasons of glory where the enemy gets you. Because when you're surrounded by God's glory and you're surrounded by his presence and his plan and his purpose, usually you are focused and you're, you're, you're attached to that season. But usually it's in the hallway of the seasons. It's the T and the O when you're moving from glory to glory and you're fighting the good fight of faith where the enemy comes in and he speaks to your mind. He creeps in and somehow he gets into your heart. And that's why the Bible says, guard your heart. He says, out of it flows the, the sources and the, the, the seasons of life. But Matthew chapter 5, verse 8 says this. God blesses those whose hearts are pure. I love that. God blesses those whose hearts are pure. How many of you want the blessing of God on your life, on your family, on your ministry, on your marketplace? Whatever it is God has placed you in, God blesses those whose hearts are pure for they will see God. The blessing is in getting a glimpse of God because when you get a glimpse of who he is, you begin to see the attributes of who he, who he is and you begin to see his characteristics in your life and the God nature that he possesses, you realize he wants you to possess that here on earth. He wants you to bring forth fruit. And we're gonna talk about some of that Sunday about the things you begin to produce if your heart is right. You begin to produce right seasons and the right fruit, and you have a right attitude. It's not saying you'll never have a bad day or never have a bad attitude, because I get those every now and then. Every now and then. (laughs) 
You know, some days aren't as joyous as others, you know, and I don't always wake up, walk around singing and worshiping, and, you know, I don't always get out of bed ready to fight the good fight of faith. Sometimes I want to crawl in the bed and crawl under the bed and, you know, go outside, you know, and I, you know, there are seasons in all of our lives where we're fighting a fight, and and we've got to have good, uh, have courage in the good fight of faith so we can fight the right way, but it says God blesses those whose hearts are pure. There are some attributes that will flow out of a pure heart as God blesses. We've talked this last few weeks about enemies of the heart, and there are some real enemies out there. There are some things that the enemy tries many times, even um, uh, he's very sneaky in how he gets in many times. He, he comes in back doors of your life, and he comes in side windows. Uh, it's not always knocking on the front door of your life. Sometimes he sneaks in places where, that's why the Bible says guard your heart, because he will come in, and he is a lying devil, and he is sly, and he sneaks in like a thief does. The Bible said he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. How many of you know a thief does not knock on your door and make an appointment to show up at your house? We had our house broken into. A thief stole thousands and thousands of dollars worth of stuff last year from our house. Broke in. It was a time I was gone, and my wife was at an event here at the church. Casey was here. It was like the thief knew when to hit, when our house was left alone. And sometimes if you are not on guard, it's when the thief shows up. He doesn't knock on the door. He doesn't call and make an appointment. He sneaks in places that you were not guarding. And there are some real enemies out there, but we've been talking about dealing with some of these enemies that come against our heart and cause fear and anxiety and depression and worry and all of these things that drive us to make poor decision out and allowing the good things of the kingdom and when your heart is pure there are some intangibles that are produced in a pure heart first of all grace is released the bible tells me in ephesians chapter 3 verse 2 ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 for it is by grace you have been saved through faith And this is not from yourself, it is a gift of God. When you have a pure heart, you allow the kingdom to come in and not only bring salvation, but release the gift of grace. Release a gift, and this gift of grace, it equips you to live forgiven. I'm going to say that again. It equips you to live forgiven. You say, well, pastor, what does that mean? How many of you understand that you're in a relationship with God? And just when you got saved was not the only time that you and I will ever need forgiveness. I need it on a daily basis. I need to make sure my heart is right on a daily basis. Why? I'm human. I do things that are not pleasing in the sight of God. I do things that are not pleasing in the sight of others. Some days are worse than others, but I've got to continually guard my heart and check my heart. And the grace of God allows me to walk forgiven and live forgiven. It also allows me to extend grace. That's why the scripture tells me that I have freely received so I can freely give. When I understand that Jesus taught this to his disciples, and I've told you this last several weeks, this group had all types of issues, not just the disciple Peter, but Thomas was a doubter, and John had insecurities. He always had to be right snuggled up next to Jesus, you know, and I thought it was really, really something that when God would use John in the book of Revelation, because John always needed to be right next to Jesus, they even argued who would be on the right and who would be on the left, and wasn't it amazing that when God would give him a revelation, 
revelation. He was all alone on an island. He had been boiled in oil. He had been left for dead. He was isolated. And God gave him the book of revelation that we are living out today. I am telling you, when you have a pure heart and the Holy Spirit invades your life, he will even conquer the insecurities and he will use those as foundational places in your next season. He will not only give you a grace that saves you, but he will give you a grace that allows you to live a forgiven life. He allows you to say, I'm going to release those that have trespassed against me because I am being released of the trespasses in my life. A pure heart not only receives the gift of grace, they, it walks and lives out the gift of grace and it lives in a state of forgiveness. Not only does it release a, a spirit of grace and the gift of grace, because I am telling you, so many times the people that have been shown the most grace... Sometimes it seems like they have the hardest time giving grace. But I want to give grace because I've received much grace. I want to be one that releases grace because I have, you know, sometimes I forget the grace that I have been extended. But when I understand the power of grace, it begins to produce a faith in my life. And a pure heart that is blessed has the gift of faith growing. And that gift of faith begins to mature and it begins to grow. And the Bible says it may start small, but eventually it grows into a place where like David, I can pick up a rock and look for a giant. And I don't know what that giant might be, but you know, when I understand the power of my faith, it enables you to move mountains, the Bible said. It allows you, how many of you know, if you, it's hard to move a mountain with a small little shovel. But if I had a backhoe or a large piece of equipment that I didn't even have to do the work, I just got in, not saying it would happen overnight, I could move large pieces of ground. That's what faith is, it grows, and sometimes we feel like our faith is little shovel faith, and we're just getting started, and we just keep digging, but when you keep a pure heart, God grows and matures your faith, and you begin to grow. That's why Paul said, when I was a child, I spake like a child. I did childish things, but when I begin to mature, I begin to put those things away that were hampering my faith. What he was saying was, I am guarding my heart so that I can mature in faith. So eventually my faith becomes a mountain moving faith. Mark 11 chapter verse 23 says this, truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt, here it is, in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Matthew chapter 21 verse 22 says this, and whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive it in faith. Here's what he says. If you do not doubt in your heart, that's why you have to guard your heart. Because if you do not guard your heart and I do not guard my heart, it will keep my faith from maturing. Because there are some things that I fight in a real world because there's a real devil and there's real circumstances and there's real stuff and I walk through real junk. And if I do not guard my heart, it will become an enemy of my faith. And if I do not guard my heart, it will try to steal the faith that God wants to develop in me. But when I keep my my heart pure. God just keeps building my faith. He builds it through every journey. He builds it through every storm. He builds it through every fight. He builds it through every circumstance. He builds it through every victory. He builds it in small places. He builds it in large places. He builds it in quiet time. He builds it in the corporate arena of worship. He builds it and he just keeps building my faith. And the only thing that will stop God from building my faith is me. It's not you. It's not the circumstances. 
circumstance. It's not the thing I'm walking through. It's me because I have a responsibility to guard my heart. It's not your responsibility. It's not my pastor's responsibility. They can encourage me. They can stand with me. But it is my responsibility to guard my heart. It's my responsibility to take an account from where I live and have my faith mature. And when my faith begins to grow, a hope begins to develop in me. Because faith always produces a hope for greater places. See, hope enables you to walk with expectancy. An expectant heart. An expectant. Have you ever met a, a, a mother that we met a mother today that they've been coming to the church for a season and they were at our business lunch and she's getting ready to have a baby in a few weeks and you just saw the excitement in her eyes and, and you know, just the it was the first child coming along and they've been coming to the church. There is something about knowing that you are expecting, even if it catches you off guard and you didn't plan for it. There is something about knowing that God is producing new life. And hope enables you and I to walk with expectancy. Believing that there's something beyond the now. I don't know exactly what it is, but I know that God is doing something. I can't put my finger on everything that it is, but I know that God is working. And sometimes that expectation that you have and that expectancy doesn't mean that you have all the plan or you know all the details or you really even know exactly what God is going to do. But my faith is now released to hope in me and it allows me to walk with an expectation that better days, but I am telling you, a cluttered heart and a heart that has been jaded has a hard time looking through the lens of hope because the lens of hope allows me to see beyond the now. It allows Allows me to see into the mar- tomorrow of my journey in, in a greater season down the road. But when I have a cluttered heart and a clouded heart and a heart that is not pure, it becomes a filtered lens. And I am so consumed by today or even focused on my yesterday, it keeps me from seeing my tomorrow. But when I make sure that my heart is pure and God is building my faith and I'm living in a grace that daily He is restoring and renewing me and releasing me, I can look with hope at it tomorrow and there's some of you in this room all you need is hope all you need is God to say it's going to get better there are better days in your future this is not the end of your story this is not the last chapter in your journey this is not the last period on what I am writing but the author I love this it's one of my favorites and the finisher he said I've not only started the story of your life I'm going to finish the story of your life and if you could see what I see and you would stay according to my plan, at the end, you win. You are victorious. You are more than a conqueror. You are the head and not the tail, the first and not the last. But if you allow your heart to get clouded and you get off the path that I've got for your life, oh, you can write your own story. You can try to finish the book on your own. But if you will let me finish your story, it's always, according to Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, with an expected end. It always has a place of arrival. It always has my best declared. And hope allows, this is what Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 says, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not 
see. Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for. And assurance about what we do not see. When faith begins to produce a hope. And I understand that Romans chapter 3, 5, verse 3 and 5 says this. But we also glory in our sufferings. Here's what a pure heart will allow you to do. But we also glory in our sufferings. It's not easy, is it? We also glory in our... So, Pastor, that doesn't sound like a good word for me. It is if you know that your sufferings is not the final chapter. But we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. And perseverance, character. And character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. This is what he said. If I understand that this hope that I am living out, it causes me to see a glimpse of God and see who he is even in a time of suffering. And all of a sudden, a hope just begins to grow and produce. And through this perseverance, character is established. And I realize that the character of God is now working in me. And I understand that God has given me his Holy Spirit. And this is what he does. He establishes the principle of truth in my life and he establishes the word of God because the Bible said this word right here is truth heaven and earth can pass away but this book will remain and God's word will remain I'm not talking about somebody that floated through your television and gave you a word for 1995 I'm talking about what God said in his word I'm talking about what God declared and what God spoke about you and this is what he says he said truth it entitles you to walk in integrity or character and not your character, but the character of God. That's where you realize that in the midnight, you're going to sing and worship because a new season is about to be declared. That's where you walk through the battle in perseverance knowing that there is still a hope even when you cannot see God because the truth of his word says my best is yet to come. That's where I stand on the truth of the word of God when I've got a bad doctor's report and whether it's on this side of heaven or it's in heaven, I am going to walk in wholeness and I am going to walk in healing. Why? Because the word of God is true and the devil is a liar. And the word of God is strong and the enemy has been already weakened by the cross of Calvary. So I can stand in the truth and the character of God and what that does for me according to the word of God. I can walk in that character not my character because I'm a flawed human being. Not in my character because I have shortcoming. Not in the character that I possess in my human nature but in the character of the Spirit of God because he said his Holy Spirit has been poured into me and I can walk and when I walk I am walking with the confidence that the God that is in me is the creator of the universe he is Alpha and Omega the beginning and the end the first and the last Jesus that lives inside of me is the redeemer of all mankind and I've got all authority because he gave it to me come on celebrate him right now It entitles you to walk in integrity. And this truth begins to produce a love. Go home, just jump to your feet with me tonight. I'm going I'm to finish this off here in just a minute. We're going to pray. I'm just really sensing that God is, we're going to open the altars and we're going to pray for some people tonight. And we're just going to pray that as God has been working in your heart, you receive any blessing that he has for you. It's not all checks in the mail.
And I love hearing stories like this. But it's not all checks in the mail. Sometimes it's God turning your family around. Sometimes it's God lifting the heaviness of addiction off of you. Sometimes it's just Him opening a door for you to walk in a new season of ministry. Sometimes it's just gradually taking you to another level and building your faith. Because sometimes we get confused that if we're not receiving the checks in the mail, God's not at work. But there's been seasons in my life the checks didn't come. And I looked in the mailbox. I remember when me and Pastor Casey went to start a first church in, in Naples and, and before we came to Tampa. And, and God eventually did an amazing work there. But I remember looking out and seeing a handful of people and I thought, what have we done? A broken down old building and about 12 old people. And I thought, we have missed it. And I hadn't been married that long. I thought, my new wife, we're going to starve. We, you know, I mean, what are we going to do? You know, this is not it. And, you know, we just grabbed hold of the word of God, kept our hearts pure, and kept walking out the word of God for our life. But if you understand that God gives you a grace to live forgiven, when you walk in a pure heart, it begins to develop a faith in you and grow a faith. And that's why when your heart is pure, you keep the wonder of who he is. We've been talking about Peter in this journey and this disciple that had all of these issues. But from the very first encounter, the Bible says that the minute that Jesus told him to switch the nets and drop them down again because it was a harvest, even though he had fished all night long, the Bible said when they pulled the fish up, the Bible said the nets were full. And by the word of God producing a harvest, the Bible said they were in wonder and amazement. But sometimes life will still the wonder of your journey. Sometimes we just get in church so long, it just church as usual. And we lose the wonder. That's why I think Jesus was so, gravitated so much to children because of the pureness of their heart. That's why he talks about childlike faith. When we just believe God. I told you a few weeks ago, I mean, when I was little, my dad could put me up on high places and tell me to jump to him. As a kid, I'd just jump off and land in his arms. If he told me that today, I'd be like, you are crazy. <laughs> I'm going to knock you over and we're all going to get hurt, you know. But, but there was something about being a child. I just believed my dad was going to catch me when I jumped. This is what happens. He said, I'll give you a grace to live forgiven. I'll produce a faith in you that eventually it will move mountains and you will be a bulldozer in the kingdom. He said, I will develop a hope in you that no matter what season you're going, if you're defeating giants, you have a hope. If you're walking through a valley, you have a hope. If you're in a field of isolation, you have a hope. If you're sitting on the throne, you have a hope. Wherever you at, you have a hope for a greater day. I'm going to develop a hope for you that even works for you in times of perseverance and in times of trial and it's going to establish a character in you because you're going to wait on me but I want you to understand as I establish you in my truth I'm going to release my love in you because I am telling you it's the love of God that will empower you and I to change the world it's not our church services it's not our programs it's not the things that we do it's not a gathering of a business lunch it's not all of those those things are all great, but I will tell you what will change the world, will change Tampa, Florida, change Tampa Bay, will change the state of Florida and this world. It's the love of Jesus. And when that love of Jesus is working in me, what happens is 
We get together in a business leader's lunch and the love of God is there. We get together in a small group and the love of God is there. We get together in a church service and the love of God. Why? Because when the love of Jesus comes in, there is nothing that can stop it. When the love of God, but I'll tell you what he works through, he works through pure hearts. And when you understand there's some attributes that you and I will only walk in. I'm telling you, we can receive grace for salvation, but if I want to be a purveyor of grace and I want to walk in grace and I want to extend grace and I want to continually receive grace, I've got to keep my heart pure. If I want to grow my faith to move mountains and not just get through the day, but be more than an overcomer, I've got to keep my heart pure. If I want to walk in a hope that sees and believes for the unexpected, I've got to keep my heart pure. If I want to be grounded in a truth of the word of God, where I rise up in the morning and say, I may have a battle today, but the promises of God are yes and amen. So I just wait for what God is going to do today. I've got to keep my heart pure. And if I want to walk in a love that will change not only my neighborhood or my city, but the world in which I live, I've got to keep my heart pure. But here's the the reality of it all. God desires to bless you. He desires to bless me. He desires to target you with the blessing of the kingdom. And he said, here's all you have to do. Keep your heart aligned with me and keep it. Why? God blesses those who have a pure heart, that have no agenda, that have no self-motives, that are willing to deny themselves and pick up a cross and follow me. If you're willing to do that, you will become a target for the blessing of God. Thank you again for joining us for today's broadcast. Our prayers that it ministered to you and it changed your life. If there's anything we can pray with you about or God has used this ministry to touch you in any way, please send us an email at info at citylifechurch.cc. We also want to invite you to be our guest at one of our Sunday or Wednesday worship experiences. You can find our times and locations on our website at citylifechurch.cc. You can also download the City Life app on your smartphones or tablets for more online messages. It was great worshiping with you today, and we'll see you next time.